Everybody, welcome back to the Splats Unicorner Podcast with your favorite, the king of holy horses, if you will. It's me, Splat. How you doing? How was your weekend, everybody? Hopefully it was a good one, a logwood. I mean, are they ever really long, though? Let's get real here. Well, Splat, they're long when there's a holiday. Well, there ain't no holiday. There's a holiday coming up, though, isn't there? Like Labor Day or one of these motherfucking things. Welcome back, everybody. We are tired. I'm recording this some bitch a little early because uh, I'm experimenting on the video thing. I know the, the the last few weeks have been rough because I've been experimenting, but um, you know, just like uh, I was telling somebody the other day, um, uh, the the video part of this, uh, it's like if you go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast, it sounds like shit. I had to get used to find a way, find a way to make it sound good. What do I need? This and that. So I'm kind of doing that with the, um, video portion. So really all of this can mean nothing. I could be really just recording this for no fucking reason, but I'll still be able to have a audio version of, uh, this conversation, if you will. So, uh, Either way, you'll be hearing it. <clears throat> but I wanted to do it a little early. To normally, I do it on I forget what day I do uh, Tuesdays or Wednesdays. But I'm gonna do this one a little early. Hopefully, we drop another episode this week with Sarah the Witch. We'll be talking about her show and her upcoming event at Mr. Guy the Green Room, Mr. Nice Guys. So uh, look forward to that on Wednesday or Thursday. We'll have that ready. I don't know if there will be a video. Uh, in that situation, but anyway, hey, if we can, if we can do it, we'll fucking do it, right? I know you're saying to yourself, "Why you got your underwear on, Splat?" It's not, it's not my underwear, and I can't say, you know, in the culture we live today, you know, we would call this a wife beater. But apparently we are so fucking sensitive and we're so soft, right? We're so soft that we can't call it a wife beater anymore. If you're watching the video, you know what I mean. You know, we've been wearing these things since the beginning of time. As far as I can remember, I've been wearing them since I was a kid. Underneath, when I was a kid kid, we really wore them underneath our school clothes or our uh, our church clothes. Because when we were kids, right... 
you had a certain uh, a certain um, you had things that closed. You had your play close. You had your uh, 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 church close, and then you had your school close, right? So nowadays, it looks like you motherfuckers just wear your play clothes everywhere. <laughs> You guys are looking pretty sad out there. I mean, I am too, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I have to do the old, uh, uh, what do you call it? The old-fashioned dry your clothes on a clothesline thing because uh, the um, maintenance guy in my situation uh, a couple a week and a half ago just, uh, granted, we had a bomb guy here and a shooting here, but you know what, guys? I've called every day and fucking complained. I fucking complain. Sorry about the shakiness of the um, camera. But I complain and I complain and I complain before I start losing my shit. And now I'm just leaving the messages like, you motherfucking fucking cocksucker, fucking motherfucker. Fuck you and fuck this and fuck your mother and fuck this and fuck. You know, because I'm angry. I have a temper. <laughs> and if you know me personally, you know, that's that's the truth. That's the truth. It, uh, sorry, what? shaking's happening here i gotta fix that but anyway this is all an experiment life is an experiment and so is this podcast today so <clears throat> i figure why not record something if i'm gonna fuck around and find out right <laughs> you're gonna fuck around and find out record something you bitch you some bitch oh my sunglasses on you can see the baggage under my eyes jesus christ what kind of world do we live in <laughs> <laughs> oh folks 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 uh yeah hopefully your weekend and your week went really well uh, mine went pretty fucking good this weekend i'm not gonna lie um i did not make it to the mr nice guys you know these wednesdays and, and sundays i am mr nice guys if you guys listen to the show i am gonna make it up there on one but i do try to make it up on the fridays uh, we'll be there Saturday with the family. Uh, I'm going to have to call them and, and see if they can set me up a table and see how much that is because uh, I'm taking to the fam. We went to the Comedy Mothership, and I'm telling my niece, they just got back from New York or, or, or Europe, you know, uh, the ones I was talking about at the end of the show last week. And we got to talk, and I'm like, well, you got to go to the green room. You can smoke. You can drink. You can, oh, it's great. Comedians, great comedians, too. Good comedians. So I think Saturday I'm going to take the fam out since they're always taking me to comedy shows and this and that. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to show them a good time. It's not the comedy mothership, but it's pretty fucking close. It's the comedy mothership for stoners. Shh, stoners. <laughs> yeah, it should be louder than that. Smoke weed every day. There we go. So yeah, um, that's a, you guys got to take you guys got to take your time to go to least tokes and jokes, and then on Wednesdays it's usually movie night. Uh, they have game night coming up this week, uh, the twenty third. Uh, today or yesterday it was the lemonade day or whatever. So you know, go check out the events. Go to their Facebook uh, or Instagram, Mister Nice Guys, or the Green Room Austin. And, uh, yeah, you get down, you get down with the Mr. Nice Guys, uh, uh, crew. You're getting down with some fun. That's all I'm saying. 
but I did go to the comedy mothership, and uh, oh my god, people! Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, oh, hickory dickory duck! You know that's oh, oh sorry. <laughs> You know, uh, the Dice Man, Andrew Dice fucking Clay, man. And what a fucking show. The only thing I hate going to these comedy shows, like the Mothership and shit, is everybody yells shit out. Like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, you, you, how do you not know that's not annoying? They simply they they say no heckling and, and no talking, but you know through through Andrew Dice Clay's up there and through the whole thing, this guy's yelling, uh, "Oh Mother Hubbard, Oh Mother Hubbard, Oh Mother Hubbard!" It's like shut the fuck up. He's gonna get to it, you fucking ninny. Just shut the fuck up until he gets to it. And guess what? If he doesn't get to it, you have the ability to go back in time on Spotify or whatever and fucking listen to it, you fucking jack fucking off. Because the last time I went there, I saw Ron White, and this lady's like, can we need it? And she would yell every 15 minutes, can we go have a drink after the show? I mean, what are you guys thinking? What do you... Uh, What's the process when you guys open your stupid dick feeders like that? What, like, what is the fucking process there? What's the thought in your fucking brain that says, you know what? I bet I'm going to be famous if I just yell something out in the middle of somebody's fucking job. Does somebody go to your fucking work and fucking yell at you while you're working? We should go have a fucking drink together. While you're in the middle of a courtroom or something? Or surgery, maybe you're a doctor. I should go in there and yell, we should, hey, oh, Mother Hubbard. <laughs> Yo, incision. <laughs> so stop it, guys. You, you know, you guys got to stop fucking ruining everybody else's shit because you think your shit is uh, whatever. You know, it's almost like society. Uh, as long as it's our way, you better fucking listen, and you better do as you say. It's your, it's our way, cause our way's right. Our way. Uh, what are you doing, sitting in a comedy club, yelling shit out like that? What in your fucking stupid pea brain thinks? You know that's a good fucking idea. I'm gonna be TikTok famous, or I'm gonna be viral if I just yell this shit out. Well, here's the thing: when they go, when you go into a fucking comedy show and they take your fucking phone and your watch and they put it in a fucking bag, you're not going viral, you fucking fucknut. You're going to fucking sit down, watch a fucking comedy show, and shut your fucking dick feeder up. Because I'm there to have, a, I'm there to listen to fucking Andrew Dice Clay, not some fucking loudmouth drunk that doesn't fucking know where he's at because he's an ingredited fucking piece of shit. So you know, besides that, it was a great fucking show. You know, he comes out and it's just you know he's riffing. It's Andrew Dice Clay is nasty, is dirty. The guy, the gal before him was fucking great, Eleanor or something. She was from Philadelphia. But overall, man, what a fucking show. To see Andrew Dice Clay again, I saw him way back when. I think it was high school, maybe. Right? 
right around high school when he was doing arenas. It was the Richfield Coliseum, mind you. And if anybody in the Ohio Cleveland area knows that's where we watched our games, we saw our concerts. I think now it's a fucking prison, but uh, that was the place you went to see the big acts, and that wasn't in Cleveland. It was in Richfield. But I think now it's a fucking prison or something. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a prison now or some shit like that. Should be. I mean, it's way in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, It's like sucked that you had to go there to see concerts, you know. Everybody else in their cities that go to this arena or that arena. No, we had to fucking travel out in the fucking boondocks, mind you. Close to the Amish. Close to the Amish. And uh, to go see a show. It was like it was set up for you to get caught getting fucked up and driving. <laughs> they're like, you know what? We're going to put an arena out here. You know they're going to get fucked up and they're going to have to drive an hour or two home. So 45 minutes to an hour maybe. So why don't we just build it out here? That way they have to drive. They have to drive fucked up and we'll get them all. We'll get them all because they did the same thing with Blossom, right? It's not right in Cleveland. It's way out in the boonies in Cuyahoga Falls. but this is Texas everything's in the city that this says it's in but I believe it was uh, 1989 or 1990 I saw Andrew Dice Clay and besides the crowd or the size of the audience nothing really has changed he's as nasty and as dirty and filthy and of course, at the end, spoiler alert, he did the, uh, you know, little boy blue, we needed the money, oh, mother goose, I fucked her, you know, all that shit. But you have to be patient, folks. You can't be like Dum Dum over here. Look, Andrew Nice Clamp, I think I'm important, you should talk to me. I'm so glad I'm not a stand-up comedian because I would just fucking roast motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah, look, I'd start the fucking joke and just walk off stage. <laughs> yeah, because the, uh, I don't know, I'm sorry, but that just fucking bothered me. It bothers me when fucking people do that shit, and I hate it. I feel embarrassed for them, right? Yeah, I know they made the choice to do it, but I feel embarrassed for them i feel embarrassed that they got it themselves so buzzed up or whatever so worked up that they had to fucking feel the need to tell andrew dice clay to do his joke hey oh mother hubbard and andrew dice clay is probably thinking oh why didn't i fucking think of that i forgot about that joke because he doesn't fucking do it every night get the fuck out of here jesus i'm sorry i know i keep going on about this dumb dumb this fucking guy uh some people just get on my fucking nerves. Some people just get on my fucking nerves. And it shows. It shows. But uh, Andrew Dice Clay was amazing. Uh, I, I, I always say I highly recommend the uh, comedy Mothership. And uh, yeah, it was the first time I got to see my niece and her husband. The old comedy crew, uh, we used to go to these comedy shows during the pandemic, uh, Miss uh, Michaels, uh, my niece Kelly, and her husband, Eric, 
and uh, you know, life happens. We've all been busy. We've all been busy, and we all got together finally for a show, and it was the fucking dice, man. I mean, you can't get any more fucking historic when it comes to comedy. So uh, thanks, guys, for uh, for inviting me. Thanks, Miss Michaels, for coming out too. Um, that was that was that was one for the books. Uh, whenever you still get to see your idols or you're the people that you loved uh, or whatever. Um, sorry, I'm uncomfortable today. My back hurts. Your boy has some health issues, but that that's not important. Important is uh, 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 making sure, one, my dog is good. And two, that you folks are highly entertained. So I'm sorry if I'm a little fidgety today. I'm trying not to be. Um, so, <clears throat> so yeah, that was my weekend. I uh, watched a movie, The Covenant, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. It was, uh, I believe it was directed by Guy Ritchie. I don't know if you're into Guy Ritchie films. Snatch. Uh, the 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 Sherlock Holmes, I believe, Guy Ritchie did, um, but this one was about the Iraq or Afghanistan war. Could seem like I th- uh, there was a movie a while back I used to love, and it was about the Indian, um, the Indian. Uh, 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 wind, it was called Wind Talkers, I believe. Wind Talkers, and the uh, they had the Indian interpreters. It's kind of like that movie, but nowadays Afghanistan. Uh, it was about Afghani uh, interpreters helping our troops out, and uh, things go awry. I mean, go check it out. It's, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know me; I'll start yapping. Come on, man! I just ruined it. I just ruined it for you. I'm not going to do that to you today. So. So, yeah, I watched a movie. I got through Gemstones, The Righteous Gemstones. Um, if anybody watches that, I, I highly recommend that. It's a comedy about an ev- evangelic uh, a family on TV. Um, you know, like Jimmy Swaggart, uh, Tammy Faye type of family. And uh, comedy ensues. Uh, it's got uh, Danny McBride, Adam Devine. Uh, I forget the girl's name, and I'm in love with that girl. <laughs> She's goofy as fuck. I fucking love her. Uh, John Goodman, um, Jennifer Nettles, and the girl. Do you guys remember Third Rock from the Sun? I believe it was called um, the sister, uh, the sister, big head sister. She's in it. I used to have the hots for her too. Back when that show was out, when Jordan Levitt was just a little feller. Uh, she's in it. She plays the uh, something or another. Um, there's a lot of famous people in there. Uh, what's his name? Fuck. Steve Zan's in it. Is that, is that Steve Zan? Am I saying that right? He's in it. Uh, just a lot of good people in this season, too, especially. It was fucking great. Um, I highly recommend that. It's called Righteous Gemstones. And uh, it's... It's fucking hilarious. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, if you like comedy, um, you have to be a little less sensitive when you watch this show. Uh, it's not for the lighthearted. If you get offended easy, one, why are you listening to this fucking podcast? Two, don't watch that show. He's no good. And, but I did start watching, and I don't normally do this, but I thought it was a, 
I didn't know it was a series coming out every week. We got to stop doing that again. We got to go away from that again. We need a pandemic to kind of get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to strike. Maybe that's why they're slowly seeping shit out. So, uh, you know, these strikers are like, eh, we can't put all the content out now. We're going to run out of shit. Let's just put an episode out uh, every week, even though it's a three-part docuseries. <laughs> Unless you're Netflix and you got fucking shit stacked. <clears throat> but anyways, this thing called telemarketers, and uh, these guys started filming back in 2008 or something, uh, working at a telemarketer company. I forget what it's called. But go check that out. It's on a Max. Uh, uh, you really get to see what piece of shit these people are and the people exposing them. Uh, they're not a piece of shit, but they have to play a piece of shit to get through, you know. And basically, it's, uh, uh, I know we've all done it. We all have been proud of it. I know people that still have these things on their car. I still have one of these stickers somewhere, but I didn't donate. I think it was my wife that donated back in the day. But uh, these telemarketers are telling you to donate to a police department that does not exist. And they send you this sticker. Uh, you spend $30, $50, whatever, what the fuck, uh, and you used to get this sticker. Well, there's two tiers of sticker. There's a $10 one, $35 one. But in your, they, they make the illusion that if you have one of these stickers, oh, the cops ain't going to fuck with you so much. And everybody thought that. I remember that. I remember people bragging about it. Yeah, I got one of them stickers on my car, just in case I get pulled over. You know, buddy? I got one of them stickers because I support the blue line. I support the blue line. I got me one of these stickers, and you know what? The police ain't going to pull me over when I'm drinking and driving or smoking meth or letting my sister give me a blowjob. <laughs> While we listen to Kid Rock. <laughs> so, yeah, they go into that. The, uh, they, uh, that's where the place, kind of place they were working, and uh, they were busted. Uh, then I... Uh, Go check it out. It's called Telemarketers on Max. There's, I think there's only one episode out, but there's uh, might be two out. Since the last time I checked. <clears throat> then I watched, of course, another documentary. I'm in one of them documentary series things again. Uh, uh, Untold. Okay, we watched the Johnny... Did anybody watch the Johnny Manziel one, or did we talk about it? I'm not sure if we did. But the uh, uh, oh, we're talking about sports here, people. It's called Untold on Netflix, and this is a docu series that chronicles some great stories in sports history. Like it's got the one where the refs in the NBA were shaving points off of games because they were in debt. Maybe it was college, maybe because they were in debt with the mob. Um, uh, what else is there? Um, There's, uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, the, this kid at 19, his dad buys him, or 18, his dad buys him a fucking hockey team. I think we definitely talked about that year ago, year or two ago. Um, but, uh, of course, the Johnny Manziel one came out. There was a Jake Paul one, too, the problem child. Um, that was a pretty good one, too, the Jake Paul one. Of course, he's kind of from where I grew up in that neighborhood. I mean, he's way younger, but uh, he would have been like my daughter's age uh, back in them days, even if he's that old. But <clears throat> you 
You shave 10 years off of that. He was probably 12 when I moved here to Texas. Um, so yeah, I watched the Johnny Manziel one. Fuck that guy, right? Fuck Johnny Manziel. Although, you know, I say that, and these are the things I do. I always say shit like, fuck that guy. He's a piece of trash and this and that. But then I think about it like, I probably, I probably would have done that shit too. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. I'm a, I must be trash too because I, I would have done the, some of that same shit. And I ha- probably have done shit close. You know, just not on that high of a level. But if you go on stupid shit you've done in your life. And there's one thing, uh, at first I was a little judgmental. I was like, oh, he didn't kill himself. He's bullshitting us, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know that. And I want to take that back because that is something I don't take lightly because I myself have been accused of fabricating my suicide story, which infuriates me. But the but the thing is, is as mad as I get, we I cannot... I cannot. I know what I went through, you know. And if 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 if, if, if anybody, it took me a while to figure it out. But if anybody wants to dispute that, it you have some serious problems in your life, because that was my experience. And if you start to question anybody's experience, mental health wise, now what I can say about Johnny Manziel is that uh he knew the consequences of what he was doing and that's what ultimately led to him you know he kind of put himself it wasn't like he was fighting demons or he was an alcoholic or a drug addict he created uh the the, the world but and that's uh, and that happens too you know we get into debt maybe or we create these problems or we know we're scamming somebody and we figure out we you know we're not happy with it anymore and uh, we want to take our own lives, and that's what you know. His situation—he was—he was about to take his own life. The gun didn't click, and we have him here today. So, if it is not true, if it, if we find out it's not true, I'm going to need some proof. Although I said, you know, sometimes I talk a, a comedy or I just say stuff, but then I go back and I I listen to what I, I think about what I said, and then I figure out there's another side to that you know because i've been on that side i i've been him when someone says yeah it didn't happen you're fucking lying you're trying to play the victim that's what uh, this person said to me you're just trying to play a victim and if anybody knows me and, and you know what this person has accused me of that my whole life but if anybody knows me and not that i care to explain but you know that i do not play victim at all as a matter of fact, when I'm out and I'm talking to people, you can talk to the people closest to me. I barely talk about private shit with them because I keep that shit to myself. For that reason alone, for people like me saying shit like that to fucking Johnny Manziel. And once you feel that feeling when nobody believes you or hears you or is listening to you, Johnny, um, I'm just telling you I was wrong for, you know, uh, maybe I wasn't joking at that time. If it was a joke, I wouldn't be apologizing. But I honestly thought at first, uh, when I first heard it, without even watching the show, though, so don't mind me here, uh, I was like, nah, he's just doing that for attention. And I was like, wait a minute. People have done that to me. How dare I? It's almost like the bully. It's almost like the bully uh, uh, circle. You were bullied. You're going to go bully. They're going to go bully. They're going to go bully, bully, bully. Right? So 
um, I was a hypocrite, and I take that back. And Johnny Manziel, I hope, uh, I'm glad that as much as I dislike you, I'm glad the gun didn't go off, and I'm glad you're here to uh, uh, make a documentary on Netflix. I mean, the rest of the shit, you're a piece of trash. Like, he had the fucking uh, freshman pissing for him to take drugs. And you know what? I, I say that, but I probably would have done the same shit that he fucking did. So, I say probably, but I don't know. But I'm most likely, if you know me, if you know who I am and uh, how I like to get down, I, that probably would have been me. I would have been out partying all night and every night. I did it when I was working a regular simp job. Right? Imagine what I did if I had money. Shit. Shit. I'd be fucking... I'd be dead. And not by my own hands either. <laughs> but I checked that one out, and then uh, I watched this new one about steroids with Barry Bonds and um, some track people that won a g gold medals and broke records. And this guy claims he didn't fucking know. I don't know. Do the whole thing. I don't fucking know. I didn't do anything with the fucking steroids. I don't fucking know Barry Bonds. This guy was a con artist. He's a hustler. So, uh, you know, of course, Barry Bonds and everybody else didn't interview, but everybody else is denying it, too. I don't know. He must have been. Everybody blames everybody. And that's the fucking problem. We preach that a lot around here. Start taking responsibility for your own shit, man. Everybody's so quick to fucking judge and tell everybody how to live their fucking lives. But what are you doing? When you, when you hear somebody tell a suicide story, for instance, like I did, what about it in your life or your insecurities are we sitting there going, mm, yeah, you're, you're just playing victim. You're just playing victim. You're not even, that's bullshit. There's no way you would have fucking did that. Right. What's going on in our lives that we have to, you know, say that? Instead of saying, hey, brother, um, I'm sorry that that happened. Um, that's not a fun place to be at in your head. I'm always here for you. I'm a phone call. I'm a walk away, a drive away, a beer away, whatever you fucking need, man. Even if you don't think they're telling the truth. You have to know that there's some percentage that you could be wrong. And if you say some dumb shit, that that could trigger them and put them in their fucking grave by their own hand. Because we are sitting here saying, you did not fucking do that. You are not suicidal. You are not this. And you don't. How, uh, how many times did you think, uh, uh, did you ever think Chris Cornell or Chester Bennington or any of these guys were capable of taking their... Uh, we, you know, you seem like they're rich and they're happy and they're celebrities and this and that. And we're not even fucking celebrities as common folk. So if you're at a bar and someone's telling a story about their suicide and, and you're sitting there going, come on, I know you, you didn't fucking do that. Or maybe they, you've known them for a long time and they've just never said it. They've never told that story. It took me a long time to tell that story. Publicly, I think it might have been on this podcast, uh, on the uh, on the mental health episode, that I really fully told the story. 
Because sometimes I feel like that I listen to everybody else's shit and I let everybody else fucking uh, put their burdens down on me that when I speak, and I've noticed it more and more lately, you know, everybody wants to judge me for my conversation or this and that, and they wonder why I'm joking all the time or I'm fucking with people or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. It's because when I actually want to talk and, and I say my piece... It's never, no one ever lays down and says, okay, not lays down physically. I'm just saying they're, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but so this, and it's happened my whole life. You know, maybe it's my own paranoia. Don't get me wrong. Uh, so I shut down and I never barely ever talk about my shit because there, no one's, no one's listening. They just want to hear what I have to say, and then they want to do, you know, whatever they're, whatever they uh, are going through. But that's fine. I'm, I'm used to listening. Look, I don't mind listening to people's stuff. But if it happens every time we hang out, or every time we have a conversation, and it's just sad drama of this, that, then that, then it gets tiring after a while. You have to stop that mindset, and that's what I'm trying to do. And that's why, but that's also helps if I keep it in because if I, when I spit it out and no one's really paying attention to it, that makes it worse. It makes it worse because now I feel like, oh, okay, now I just kind of stuck my toe in the water and it's fucking freezing. So I, I'd rather annoy people and have them dislike me because I'm joking around or offending them than have to have them know some of my fucking private thoughts and use that shit against you. Uh, am I a crying victim now? No, I'm just explaining. I'm just explaining everyday life. Does this happen frequently? No. But these are thoughts that go in my head, and that's the whole point of this podcast is my brain. This is my brain. So, uh, look, like I always say, I'd rather hear your story or hear you complain than fucking have to go to your fucking funeral and explain and tell stories about how we used to laugh and drink and get high and this and that. And then I have to write songs about you. I'd rather fucking just uh, you just come over or we go somewhere to a bar or wherever the fuck we got to go and hear your fucking problems. Even if I'm annoyed by your problems, person, I mean, let's say. I'm probably not going to be, but let's say I am. I'm still going to fucking listen because everybody deserves at least that in their life when they're going through. I don't know why I'm going off on this stuff because of this Johnny Manziel thing. It really it really affected me the way I, I, I treated him the way somebody else has treated me. And it didn't sit right with me. And, and it's a very fragile thing, too. That's a very fragile thing when you... Hey, look, you can call anybody out for bullshitting about anything, right? But I feel like when it comes to suicide, uh, to say you know what's going on in their head and you know that they're bullshitting, unless you have some definitive proof, right? Uh, and I and I said it, uh, I said it, uh, of course, in private or maybe on the podcast, but I also retract it. I retracted it before, and I'll retract it again. Um, I don't think he's bullshitting. I do, but I don't. Anyway, I can't say. I can't fucking say if he is or if he isn't. 
But what I'm saying is a little thing like that could, if he, let's say he heard this podcast for some fucking reason. And uh, he's like, what the fuck? Fuck that, man. You don't believe me? All right, then. And I need to start taking that into consideration. Now, there's a difference with people being sensitive, and there's a difference between people having some mental issues that they, nobody understands or they're fucking dealing with. Because I have those issues. I know splat, you can go do this, you have friends that listen. Yeah, but I don't feel that way. That's not the way it feels. Your brain doesn't tell you, oh, your friends are cool, go tell them about your shit. That's not how mental health works, folks. The fact that we have this thing where we can control your mental health is insane. Now, can we keep it at bay? Can we? Uh, it's not really a control thing. It's really a mental. Can you deal with your mental health? Can they give you drugs? Can they give you this? Can they give you that? Of course they can. Will they help? We don't know because most of the people that have mental health that are on some pills and they start to feel better and then they go off the pills and it makes it worse. But then you're also giving them pills that might give you diarrhea, herpes, AIDS, suicidal thoughts, or mental health issues. Now, why would you be giving a mental fucking patient, right? Why would you be giving them a pill that could or could not make them suicidal? It just goes back to Big Farm. I know, Splat, it's a conspiracy, isn't it? You're always talking about conspiracies. I'm not. It's not really a conspiracy because everybody fucking knows about it. It's quite, it's quite fucking simple. Why do you think uh, uh, the vaccine? The vaccine goes getting pushed, 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 because when you put billions of dollars into one thing, they're going to make you do it. they got to spend their money somehow. I know I got the vaccine, but I got I got the vaccine for two. Who cares? I got the vaccine for different reasons. But I guess uh, I know it's not Mental Health Month. <laughs> what is it? August? I don't even know what month this is. It's probably like Autism Month or something. Who fucking knows? Um. But yeah, I guess my point there is be careful who who uh, be careful what you say to some people. And I don't mean that like be careful or you're going to fucking die. I mean be careful of and think about and I don't mean like if you're saying an offensive joke or this or that or if you don't know the person and you say something and you don't fucking know. People got to understand that. That's a thing that we also don't understand in this country is that some people say some things they don't know you. I used to say this all the time when I first meet people and I say something offensive. Well, his mom died. Well, he had cancer. Well, he remember. Well, I don't have ESP. So if I don't know you and I come in, now you can say something. You can say, hey, look, man, this, this, this. Okay, fine. I won't fucking joke around about it. Or if I will, it depends how cool you are. Uh, but people have to understand that side of it, too, that uh, we don't have ESP and uh, we don't, I don't know that your mom's dead or your kid's uh, mentally ill or your sister's mentally ill or your dad's deformed or disabled. I don't fucking know that. So to get mad at people cracking jokes just because some shit gone in your life and they don't know you, you're a fucking moron already. I mean, I'm sorry these things happen to you, 
but you're a fucking idiot. Because people don't fucking automatically know what your life is about. And that's a fucking arrogant thing to think they should have fucking known, you know. A lot of people say that all the time. Well, you should have fucking known. Well, maybe you shouldn't be joking around about it at all. Well, fuck you. Maybe this is how my life is. Maybe if you don't like my fucking jokes, get the fuck away from me. Maybe uh, they they introduced me to you, sir, or ma'am, or hoes, or those, or theys. So let's not get that twisted. You can step away from me as fast as I can step away from you, so don't act like you are the shit and I got to bow down to your bullshit. That's the bottom line right there. Chuck it up as an experience. Find somewhere else to hang your hat because this is my world and I control it. That's right. And I believe, you know, I think the Internet has a lot to do with it, too. You know, it makes people grow balls that they don't fucking have. You know, they see these fights or they see these people and they say shit on the Internet and they say whatever the fuck they can without consequence. Then when they get in public, you know, they think they're fucking Nate Diaz or something and they get the ass beat. Now, I'm getting too old for fighting, so I try not to resort to violence unless I absolutely have to. Um, I'm too old and people are not worth my time and my money to be sitting in jail at 50 fucking years old because you think you're fucking need to prove your manhood or whatever. I got nothing to prove to anybody. I don't have, you know, maybe when I was younger, but I, if it, now when you think about it, I probably still don't have nothing to prove to anybody then either. (laughs) (sighs) But what are you going to do folks? What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. Seems like the world's just going to pot. <laughs> Not that in a good way. And of course, we are talking about. Oh, you know what? Uh, before we start talking about anything else, let me tell you guys about um, your vehicle and what what could be done to improve your vehicle. Um, as soon as I get my uh, fares in order here, <laughs> I keep losing things. Uh, anyway, I don't think I have them here. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, here we go. All right. Let's talk about your car. Let's put up a scenario where you're sitting at work and you happen to look out the window in the parking lot flat tire or you drove into work something pops and you don't have time you have to fucking get into work you already stopped at Starbucks you're about to be late you heard some popping some fucking steam some stuff coming out of your car well I'll tell you what you call Squatch Mobile Automotive they will come to you folks they will come to you Uh, they're mainly focused on brakes steering and suspension but also covering preventative maintenance, check engine diagnostics, non-start diagnostics, and free bumper-to-bumper inspections with every service. Uh, their model is to build the safest for their customers, to, or build to save the customer's time uh, and uh, uh, money by coming uh, to them at their home or office so they don't have to schedule around shops. All right. 
Um, and you can reach Squatch Mobile Automotive. Talk to Shiloh at 512-348-1787. That's 512-348-1787. Or you can email them at 19shilohshorten92 at gmail.com. That's, again, 19shilohshorten92 at gmail.com. And speaking of short and shorten that motherfucker down a little bit, Shiloh. <laughs> Uh, the website is under construction. 16 years automotive experience. Only OEM parts to manufacturing specifications. Go see Shiloh. Tell him the Splatch Unicorner sent you. And maybe he'll give you a little dissy diss. Uh, and after you get your car fixed and you look and you look at your car and you're like, man, it stinks like fucking shit in my car. It's been hot. Uh, the dust everywhere. There's bug dead bugs on my fucking paint job. Uh, are you tired of it? Are you tired of looking at your car and going, oh, fuck, God, I got to go to the fucking uh, car wash again? Fuck, man. Uh, this is such a dirty car, dirty little car. Uh, you want to look fresh and new again? Call Barrera Auto Detailing. They can get your vehicle looking its best. They have over 15 years of experience specializing in interior protection from waxes to sealants to ceramic coatings, protecting vehicles from the harsh, and when I say harsh, harsh Texas heat. Uh, call Barrera Auto Detailing for a free quote and take pride in your ride. Hopefully you didn't hear that. I got Oh, boy. That's going to be weird coming on. Uh, anyway, uh, get a free quote and take pride in your ride. Call and reach them at 512-689-4829. Again, that's 512-689-4829. Uh, their email is bookitbarreradetailing.com. Again, that's bookitbarreradetailing.com. Or you can find them on Instagram or Facebook at Barrera Auto Detailing. Website is www.barreradetailing.com. Dot com. Go say go go ask for Baldo. Tell him the uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 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 tell him Splat sent you. Splat you in a corner sent you, and he will definitely give you a little, a little nice hug and a kiss for you, and say thank you. So yeah. And also, folks, let me let me find the time to make it rhyme because I'm about to give you a fucking dime. Uh, I just wanted to promote this guy because he's just starting his business and he needs some business. He needs some he needs some customer folks. So help me out here. Uh, reach uh, uh, America Pressure Washing. The owner and the operator is Ross Roca, uh, and uh, his phone number is five one two five seven six five 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 nine. And they do homes, driveways, roofs, all the washing you need, all the pressure. No pressure, though. America Pressure. America, M-E-R-I-C-A, America Pressure Washing. That's 512-576-5559. Uh, talk to Ross Roca and tell him Splat you in a corner sent you. And that's it for the fucking the live reads. Everybody, calm down. Somebody emailed me like, why do you read those if you don't get paid for them? I'm like, uh, they're my friends, you fucking... I mean, do you even listen to the show? They're my fucking friends. And uh, I think everybody should start supporting their friends without asking. I didn't ask these people. 
I didn't ask them. I don't say nothing to them when I'm when I'm going to shout them out on here. I just do it. And if something good comes out of that for them, because it's more important for me than to go on social medias and be like, look what I'm doing. I'm promoting for my friend. You know, I'm doing it, but not like. Uh, I'm doing it without telling people. Like I don't. Know, I guess I am telling people. I am an idiot right now. <laughs> so what happens when you don't drink on the show? <laughs> Football's back, of course. Football's back. And then everybody's calmed down about the Oliver Anthony uh, song. We've heard that last week here. Um, you know, at first they tried to push the narrative that it was right wing and he's racist. And he's talking about welfare queens and what in the hell, man. And then you go online and you see the reactions of white, black, whatever. And everybody loves that song. Everybody loves that song because it's fucking true. Because Oliver Anthony has hit a fucking niche because uh, it's from the heart. And people read it when it's from the heart. We discussed it last week. So all you naysayers out there, all you, <laughs> he's a fucking this and he's a that, go fuck yourself. Because if you go listen to some of his other tracks, they're just as fucking raw. So everybody's getting calmed down about that. He turned down an $8 million record contract because he says that's not what he's trying to do he didn't make himself famous he only want to be famous he just wants people to live their lives normally without the government shoving everything up your fucking asshole and he's not wrong the government is trying to control us and they will have their way at some point because all you dum-dums out there just don't care to let it stop and if you don't care i don't care how about that? I just live my life. Like I said last time, I just live my life. And when you start living your life, your life, say that with me out loud. I need to stop living my life. Instead of having everybody live it for you or dictate how it goes or dictate what happens, you got to stop it. Splat, I would never let that happen. You're letting it happen. I see it. You don't see it because it's you. It's like a smell. You know, if you smell, you're not going to smell yourself after a while. Everybody's going to smell you. You're not going to smell it or you or whatever. So, uh, really, I mean, you guys sit, we sit here. Uh, I'll put me in this. We sit here when we sit back just like this, right? And we say, what is this world fucking coming to? It's getting crazy out there. It's only crazy because we're letting it happen to be crazy. We can stop it at any time, folks. We can stop it at any time, and we can say no more. No more of this weirdness. No more of this bullshit. Well, Splat, we do. We protest, and we blase, blase. That's not what I'm talking about, man. We collectively have to stop being divided and we all need to put our brains together as one and rise up against what the bullshit they're feeding us. We are the only ones that have control. You think the government has control yet? 
We are many, many more than the government. Well, they have the military. Well, people in that military feel the exact same way we do. So at some point when shit comes down to shit and that fucking marshal or that fucking general or that fucking boot camp guy is going to fucking say something wrong, right? And then the whole platoon is going to get nutty because they know everybody outside of that is on their side. But we'll never do that because they keep us divided into into groups and they keep feeding you the bullshit. And as long as we eat the bullshit, the bullshit, and the more cornier it's going to (laughs) get. But football's back. We got a couple weeks before football. <laughs> <coughs> Reality or real football or actual games come back. I've been watching the uh, preseason, and of course they got these <laughs> experimenting with these stupid looking helmets. And someone's like, "Well, it's going to help the players. It's going to look, man. You really want to help the players? Let's go back to fucking leatherhead leather helmets." And someone goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? I said, I tell you what, we're going to go back to leather helmets because when you hit each other, it doesn't matter if you're the guy going in for the hit or the guy getting hit, it's going to happen less because there's less protection. The more protection, the more violent it's going to get because now they know they can fucking hit as hard as they want. Now, if you put leather helmets on these bad boys out there, they're not going to hit each other that much. Because the same, you know, they're gonna get the same repercussions being the fucking violator of the penalty of the hit of the whatever. I know you're probably looking at your Spotify or screen some type of way and going, "What the fuck is he talking about?" But it's true. It's absolutely true. You give these bad boys fucking leather helmets and watch how fast they quit fucking smacking each other around like they do. But you keep putting padding and telling them that, hey, it's good now. They're going to hit each other harder. They're going to fucking go at it harder because they know you're protected. Splat, you're crazy. Leather helmets will give them concussion. What are they getting fucking now? And this is football. When did we ever treat football like it was some kind of fucking um, candy ass fucking game? This is supposed to be a man's sport, right? Get hit, bitch. Shake it off, Johnny. Well, Splat, that's getting people in fucking trouble. Well, then don't fucking play football. Right? Just don't fucking play. It's f- <laughs> what a fucking concept. Huh. If I don't want to be brain dead for the rest of my life, well, how about I don't play fucking football? Hmm. Common sense? No. Let's go play football because mom and dad want me to so bad because they're pushing me to fucking do it. Splat. My parents made me play football and softball and baseball and shit. My sister had to go to ballerina and tap and everything else. Well, that doesn't mean you can break down cycle. You kids nowadays are so fucking ballsy. Go tell your parents, I ain't fucking going to football. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to go to theater. But how many parents are going to go, oh, what are you, fucking homo? Right? <laughs> You know that's what that's what my parents would have said. What are you fucking gay? You going to fucking theater? What's wrong with you? You fucking queer bait. <laughs> When's the last time you heard that word? 
<laughs> I heard the, uh, uh, okay, so, <laughs> this is how, um, backwards shit is nowadays. Like, when we were kids, queer bait, we just thought it was like, you were about to be a homo. You attract the homos. I know I'm going to get canned for that, but, <laughs> or, uh, what do you call it? Um, canceled. Right, and nowadays I see the uh, alphabet mafia community using it towards us, the guys that dress gay or they seem gay. I guess Harry Styles for uh, uh, an example, right? What's this guy, Billy Porter? You know, the guy, this guy wears a skirt at the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever, and he thinks he's super gay, the gayest guy because he wears gowns. You know, the guy he's he's uh, he's been in the news a couple of times uh, from from the strikes. He's like, I had to sell my million-dollar house because they they won't solve this strike. Well, listen here, Billy. Just because you're gay and you're black or whoever, this goes out to anybody. I don't give a fuck what color you are, but he just happens to think because he uses these cards that he's black and he's gay that he gets to do whatever to fucking act like how he wants. Sorry, Mr. Porter. That's not how it fucking works. When you go on strike, you take the fucking, you know, just like the blue-collar uh, unions that used to go on strike, right? What were you doing for them, Billy? Billy, you, sp you, you and you expect us to fucking feel sorry for you. Look, I feel sorry for you guys who have to strike and get your money, but you wouldn't have lost your house if you didn't go on strike. And if your house costs that much and you're going on strike, just like my dad did, just like I had to do it one time in the early 90s, I went on strike. I lost money. I lost my house, an apartment, and my car, and I lost everything because that's the whole point. You give up shit. To get your shit, Billy fucking Porter. And I don't give a fuck if you're as gay as a $3 bill and black as a fucking night. You don't get any special treatment, pal. Oh, nobody, we're not going to feel sorry for you. Oh, my millions of dollars of home is getting... I have to sell it because I'm on strike. So my whole point to this is, so this guy, Billy Porter, Harry Styles gets put on Vogue magazine, but he's wearing a skirt or a dress or a gown or whatever the fuck these guys are doing nowadays. It doesn't matter. They can do what they want. And uh, Billy Porter comes out and he says he doesn't feel comfortable with Harry Styles on Vogue magazine trying to represent his fucking community when he's not in it. <laughs> oh, Billy, Billy of the Porters. Let me tell you something, you dumb gay son of a bitch. You stole that from the women's community. <laughs> you think St Harry Styles stole wearing a gown from the gay community, you stupid twat? You stole that from women's, a female, the female community. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck is your stupid black gay ass think he is to say you stole this from our community? Bitch, you stole everything. From, your community stole everything from everybody else, including fucking medals and trophies at this point. <laughs> Billy fucking Porter. First you want us to feel sorry for you, then you're going to act like it's your community that came out with gowns, you fucking numbfuck.
How do you think women feel when your transgender people, dudes that are fucking uh, trying to be women, jump on their train? Fuck you. I don't care what I get for this saying this, but fuck your community. Fuck your alphabet mafia community if that's what they fucking think. The problem here is all the people that are like, inclusion, inclusion, are excluding everybody else that doesn't go align with their fucking whatever. That's the fucking problem here. Harry Styles can wear whatever the fuck he wants. He's not stealing that from any uh, 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 alphabet mafia community. Billy fucking Porter. You think you're trying to be a martyr or some kind of fucking saint because you're trying to save your community? Your community has ripped everybody else off. Just like the white people did, stole everything from the black man back in the day. Now it's reverse. The gay, the LBGTQ plus A plus three plus four community is stealing everything and trying to claim it's theirs and they did this and they did that. You didn't. You didn't. You're just riding on everybody else's train trying to get your rights when you should be getting your rights the way everybody else has. Get. And men had to do it too. But you can't jump on everybody else's train and then claim it's yours. It's like we have said that about the swimming contest and this and that. You can't. You guys can't jump on board and be like, we're women. We're You're not. Shut up. You're trying to be a woman. And that's fine. You can try and be a woman, and you can act like a woman, and you can do this and this and that. I don't give a fuck. But don't claim that you're fighting for your rights because of the women did that way before you 50 years ago. They earned it. You're not earning shit by fucking jumping on people's shit and claiming it's yours because now you're just a fucking poser. Billy Porter, you want to call him out for that? Then you're a poser too because you stole that from women, you fucking ninny. Everybody wants to run their fucking mouth about their communities, but when their community does some dumb shit or you don't, or, you know, you did some dumb shit for your community, now you want to act like everything's yours, Billy Porter, with your, oh, I lost my house and now get, straight men shouldn't wear gowns. <laughs> Fuck up. Drag queen wannabe, you fucking queen. So, yeah, I thought that was rather funny. Celebrities are out of touch, just like uh, the government. Somebody emailed me and was like, how come you don't talk about politics like you used to? Because I'm tired. So I get some, I have to take a break sometimes, man. It's just every day. It's just something else. Right. Well, you're talking about gays. That's political. If you want to call it that, I don't care. I got to talk about something. And Billy Porter just happened to be on my fucking radar because he, two two days, three days, he just kept saying some stupid shit. You know, because I think it goes on the lines with like David Bowie or even George Michael when he had this interview and the guy goes, are you gay? And he goes, what does it fucking matter? What does it matter if the fucking artist is, so, so now, so you can um, put them in a box or put them in a label or put them in a fucking category now so it makes you feel better about yourself? I could have gone my whole life, same with David Bowie, didn't know if he was gay, straight, blah, 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 until he married him on. I can go my whole life not knowing if these people are gay or not and still enjoy their shit. But what, you, what people do is they try to involve themselves in their sexuality or whatever, 
and they they say it they make them say it and now people have a judgment for it all right these people could have loved the uh, uh george michael or harry styles or whatever and not known he was gay but as soon as they tell some people he's gay look he said it he's gay well i ain't fucking listening to him no more because we're stupid as humans there's no compassion anymore. You want to you know what's fucked up in, with this world? Why shit's going weird and you don't fucking know why? Because there's no fucking passion anymore. Compassion. Shit, there ain't even no passion anymore. Unless, unless it's fueled by money, greed, or something else. But we're always whining about how shit's going crazy and shit's going awry and it's never happened like this before go back go back go back when you were a kid i don't care when you were born go back when you were a kid and growing up all the same shit was happening we had the ozone layer with fucking the middle east was gonna take over and then russia was gonna bomb us and blah 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 and here we are all the Christians, it's the end of the days, back when I was growing up. It's the end of the days, all this shit's happening, war, famine. We had a country that was starving. And we came back from it, from pop stars, basically. Uh, and we want to sit back and go, these are the hardest times we've ever had. No, it's not, you fucking morons. This is not even close to the hardest times we've ever had. Have, do Are we in a depression? Are we in a holocaust? Are we in a fucking um, a flood? Sorry, I had to charge things up. Are we in a flood? I mean, whatever history thing you want to ask. Think about what you got and, and stop thinking that just because when you were a kid it was harder or it was different or no. It's all the same fucking shit if you really just go back. you. I think we tend to forget about what we learned or what we witnessed or whatever when we were kids because it's the fucking same shit. People are mad at black folks and white folks and people are made of gay folks and straight folks and um, some foreign lands going to war and we need to fucking police it. And, you know, it's the same shit every generation. And we want to sit here and go, well, this is weird. This is some strange days, isn't it? Some strange times nowadays. People want to be transgenders and, and, and all this other stuff, making love to animals and telling people they can't wear gowns. It's all the same shit. <laughs> Damn. That shook the whole fucking... <laughs> I'll never live downstairs when there's kids upstairs. Uh, <clears throat> I think we're going to wrap this one up this week, folks. Uh, but we are going to try and get you a... a, a um, I'm going to release this before that, but we're going to try and do a tarot card Tuesday, either Wednesday or Thursday. So we can look out for that, hopefully. Can't promise anything because things happen around here, but uh, we're going to give it a shot. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sarah's new podcast and an event that she has coming up. And uh, we'll see how she's been, how she's adjusting to Texas, all right? So join us on the next episode. Which won't take a week. It'll be very short from now. Tomorrow, maybe. Or whenever you're... Just go to the episode after this. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, folks, don't forget Mr. Nice Guys, Wednesdays, movie night. This week is game night, uh, the 23rd, the 26th, Tokes and Jokes. And uh, the 30th, Sarah the the Witch at the Blue Moon Party, where you can dress in your pajamas. They're going to play Teen Wolf, the new Teen Wolf. I was hoping they were going to play the old one, but whatever. But uh, Sarah the Witch will be there giving out uh, tarot card readings for free. We'll discuss that before that then, all right? Um, Yeah, I think that's going to be it, folks. Uh, hmm. We'll be up at the Tokes and Jokes on the 26th. If you want to come say hi, I'll give you a sticker. And I'll have my wireless mics maybe with me if you want to go chat somewhere for a minute. Let me know. We'll go out to the head. We'll have a we'll have a car sesh. Who cares? Will we record it? Um. So come and see us at Tokes and Jokes on the twenty sixth. I will be there. Uh, um. Maybe after the we record the podcast, maybe Sarah will stop up at the game night and just pop in. Who knows? Uh. But I think that's about it, folks. Uh. Here's a new single that I dropped. It's not a funny one. It's not a. It's sort of a sad one, but uh. Eh. It's my art. If you don't like it, you could always fast forward or just shut her down. But uh, <coughs> it's called Heart in the Jar Part 2. Check it out on YouTube. It's Splat Unicorner Podcast or Splat Unicorner. One of the two on YouTube. Uh, you can go listen to Part 1 and all that jive. So, yeah. Everybody stay high. Stay fly. Peace and love and the holy smoke above. I love you guys. Have a good one now. I'm out. Enjoy the song. If not, have a good day anyway. Bye. It's fading out. It's fading out. Gotta reach, gotta reach for
Now you're gone